Thank you so much. Nisim, it's a privilege and a pleasure always to be here with you and uh, with our beautiful and gorgeous, precious Jewish listeners out there in Jebu Radio Land all over the world. And uh, we, are, uh, we, are, we are grateful to be able to disseminate uh, kosher music and Divrei uh, Torah that I heard from my rabbi, Rabbi Demilla. And he uh, seems to be more popular today than he was even when uh, he was alive, passed away uh, 17, 18 years ago, and uh, his Torah is being s uh, spread all over the world. Um, we are we, we live with the Parashat Shavuah certainly, and this week's Parashah was the Parashat Ma'amad Har Sinai. And that's a thought that we got to live with all, all the time, all the time. Just to think about Ma'amad Har Sinai is a mitzvah zechina. But let's just take one step back because uh, it's important to always remember where you came from. And this week we celebrated Tu Bishpat. And um, it's Haga Ilanot. The truth is, it's the holiday of Emunah and Yirat Shemayim. Just most of us didn't know about it. That, that's the Kohelet says, Asa That's a big pasu from Kohelet. It means literally that God, Elokim, He made, He made the whole world. What does it mean? He made the whole world sheyiru. Now, word yiru literally can mean to fear, to gain awareness. Yira also is to see. To see yudresh aleph and yud and and yira is the same root word. So to see, to be fear, to fear, to be fearful. In order to be fearful, you got to see. You got to see with your eyes. You got to see with your mind, and that'll cause us to be able to be aware. And that's the that's the name of the game: awareness of Hashem, and that's what the whole world is created for. So right at the beginning of our Torah, he saw the foundation. Hashem states, Hashem saw everything he made, and it was very, 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 very good. And, and when he says it's good, it's, it's great. And that, that brings us to the Tob um, Lehodot. And when we see that it's good, we have to thank him for it. Thank him, praise him, uh, realize all the good things, all the benefits we're getting. So he's making a good world in order for us to be aware, it's a yirumineph, not to be aware that he made it and that how good it is. Now, so why is Hashem repeating that the world is told me, oh, he already said it so many times, every time he says kitov, almost, almost, after almost every day, he's saying kitov. And this is the great lesson that Hashem is trying to teach us, which is the basis of the Torah, Mitzvot, and Midot. That's the basis of our, that's the foundation of the religion. Foundation of being a human being, and that foundation is gratitude. Hakarat tov. Hakarat tov means to recognize that there's good. Hakara. You have to makir. Makir, recognize it. The good could be standing right in front of your face. You got a nose that's standing right, that's that's sitting right in front of your face, and you're not noticing your nose. So, the nose is, pr is providing many, many benefits. So many benefits that nose is providing, but but it's in front of your face, and you're not even recognizing that. So it's a, it's a waste of a nose. Imagine a waste of a nose. Hashem gave us a nose. It's allowing us to breathe. It's got two nostrils in case one gets stuffed. It has hairs in it in order to uh, to uh, sift out the, 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 the any kind of dirt in the air, any dirt that you breathe, any kind of stuff. It sifts it out, and it also warms up the air. Now, all those things it does, plus many, many more things. But if we're not thinking, if we're not realizing that what it's doing, then we missed, we missed the point of the nose. So that would be a, a waste of a nose. So and And then how can we be thankful for something that we really don't know all the benefits that it's giving us. So it's, it's uh, behooving upon us to uh, study things in the world, which is why Hashem, Hashem Asa, He made all these things in order for us to study it. And we say in the, in the, in the Asher, Yudu Hashem Ko Maasecha. 
after all of the, the creations are praising you for what? For all the things that they're getting. They have to, they're, they're recognizing what they're getting. The idea is to recognize it. And that's a big, uh, big abuda, to stay, to sit and think and recognize all the things we're getting. But again, we're talking about hakarat atol. And, and this, this is the basis of every mitzvah, right? What do we put on tefillin? Of course Hashem commanded us to put on tefillin. We got you. But, but the underlying reason is, haka, is, the, is the main midah hakarat hatov that we want to thank Hashem that He gave us an arm to put this, to put this tefillin on. We want to thank Hashem He gave us a life, a life to make tefillah. He gave us a life to learn Torah. He gave us a life to do all these things so we have to do what He, what he wants us to do. Why? Because we're makir tov. We are, have gratitude that He gave us this life in order to do we want to do back for Him. We're going to do what He wants us to do. Like our parents. That's what they, my parents did everything for us. So when they give us a chance to do something for them, we've got to Grab onto it, latch onto it, rush to do it because you want to show, at least you're getting an opportunity to show your parents how much you appreciate what they did for us. They, they, they bore us. They put us in the world. They taught us how to walk. They taught us how to ride a bike. Remember when the, your father, your mother taught you how to ride a bike and uh, they let go of the back of the bike? Oh, everybody remembers that. He was, he was holding on to the back of the bike and you were, uh, he's teaching you how to ride that bike. And it's very difficult to balance yourself on that bike, but after a couple of couple of turns of the uh, of the wheel, you, you felt more confident. You, you, daddy's holding. You look back. Daddy's holding the bike. I don't got to worry. He's holding the bike. Then all of a sudden, he, he, he lets go of the bike. You didn't even realize he let go. But he lets go of the bike for a uh, let's say a few seconds, uh, 10, 15 seconds, and all of a sudden you realize that you're riding it on your own. You're riding it on your own, and this is uh, and you, you, but. You know, you don't look back because if you look back, then you're going to get shaky. And then finally, you ride it all the way to the corner, and you see that Daddy taught you how to ride the bike all on your own. And we have a hakarata tov. We have to realize that they're doing everything for us. So, so this is the basis of being of the Torah. Now, to recognize, have gratitude and appreciation, and be humbled. When you have that hakarata tov, you have to be humbled to the one that's giving it to you. You have to know that you owe. You're in debt. It's not for free. Whatever, somebody even gives you good advice. Somebody gives you a loan, certainly. Somebody, whatever they give you, even if they give you a smile. If somebody gives you a smile, you have to realize that you, this person, you owe this person for a smile. Now, if you try to give him back, give him back a smile. That's also good. Give him back a smile. Tell him how much you, uh, how good he looks today. But everything in this world, nothing's for free. You have to realize that. Not worth anything. In fact, the Gemara tells us if you go to a doctor, you got to pay him. If you don't pay him, he's probably not worth what he's doing. You must pay the doctor. You have to. That's it's an example of other things, I'm sure. But the Gemara talks about that regarding a doctor over there. So again, this is the basis of our of our religion is is, is hakaratatov. In fact, the truth of the matter is that we have to know that Adam Arishon was. Uh, the greatest of the greats. He was made by God. He didn't have a mother. He didn't have a father. He was made by Yetzir Kapav, Shalakadosh Baruch Hu. And, 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 and he was kicked out of Gan Eden. He had, all he had was one mitzvah. Don't eat from the fruit of the tree. That's it. He didn't have 613. He didn't have Sheva uh, uh, He had, don't eat from the fruit of the tree. One mitzvah. And he fell in that mitzvah. He ate from the fruit. Now Hashem came to him. He goes, uh, What happened? Uh, he came, Adam. He, he came to Adam. He said, "What happened over here? Did you eat from the fruit of the tree?" He gave him a chance. 
Now, Hashem knew what he did. He ate from the fruit of the tree, but he gave Adam a chance. And it's actually a lesson for us how we raised our children. He didn't just bang him on the head, you ate from the fruit. He said, did you eat from the fruit of the tree? He's giving Adam a chance to admit it. He's giving Adam a chance to make teshubah. We should also, when we, we see our, our, our children, let's say they, 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 they do something that's not proper, give them a chance to admit it. Hey, 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 sonny boy, you know, I have something missing over there. Did you see it? Now, you know, maybe he took it. He took it without permission. Now, he said, I'm missing something. Did you see it? Now, you leave the room, you come back, and boom, it shows up. You see, he put it back. He said, oh, that's a good thing. You gave him a chance to admit it without embarrassment. He didn't get embarrassed. He was able to put it back. And that's also a lesson for teachers, also teachers in, in school. But over here, what did Adam do? He did his, his big misstep was he told Hashem, the defective, instead of admitting it, yes, I ate from the fruit, I, I make teshuvah, I didn't mean it, whatever. He didn't say that. He said, he said, Aisha, he pointed to, he, de, he deflected the, the blame to his wife. He says, the, the, the defective wife, you gave me a wife, it's your fault, God. You gave me that wife. Not my fault. I ate from the tree. The wife that you gave me, she persuaded me to eat from the tree. So it's your fault. What are you looking at me for? And that was his big, big sin. The big sin is ingratitude. That's the biggest sin in the whole wide world. Just like the biggest uh, uh, obligation we have is hakarata tov, the biggest sin in the world is the opposite. It's ingratitude. And that's why he was kicked out. He says, ingratitude, get out of here. Hashem says, get out of, get out of Gan Eden. You need, to, you need to refine yourself. You need to live in the real world. You need to be able to uh, be tested by your wife. You need to go through. And he was, and he was. He made Teshubah. Adam Arishon was, he died a great man. Certainly, there's no question about that. But he was judged on his level, and his level was in the Shemaim. Adam Arishon's level was in the Shemaim. It was created by God. So, so we have to know Hashem is telling us that this world is very good in order to, that we should know how good it is. And the Gemara tells us, Hanotem why? If you give a gift to your friend, you should tell him how good it is. So he will like the gift more. Tell him that, that gift I got you, it's a great gift. That, uh, that book I got you, it's a fantastic book. It's a great book. It was written by a big Sadiq. You're going to love it. It's a great book. And you sign your name in the book. Say, I hope you... You say, dear Jack, I hope you enjoyed this book. Sam, you signed it, so he'll he'll know who the giver was, and then he'll like to give it even more. Tell him how good it was, and he'll like to give it. So now you are promoting love. You're promoting love amongst Jewish people. And that's very important. If you didn't put your name in the book, and if you just left the book by his doorstep, that's no way to give a gift. Hashem is teaching us that. He's telling us it's a tov me'od world. I'm telling you. I'm giving, making an announcement. I made the world. And it's a very good world. And when you give people these gifts, let them know how good it is so they'll love you even more. And they'll enjoy the gift even more. Now, of course, if you're giving charity, we're not talking about charity. Charity, it's best to give it besetir. Give it in a, in a quiet way. And, 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 and nobody should know. Uh, you know, where it came from, who the giver was, and, and all that, you know, all those, those madregot of charity. But we're not talking about charity. We're talking about promoting love. And, and then, and therefore, when you tell him, when the guy tell him how good the gift to it was, you're going to like the gift, and you're going to like the giver. Now, on Tubishvat, which we've just passed by, we can really, really see and smell the taste, some of the good fruits. They're all made by God. An open demonstration of his love for mankind. Hashem made these fruits with all these colors. He didn't have to make. He could have made one color for fruit. He could have made it black. All the fruits could have been black or brown or whatever. All, all one, one color. Why did he make so many colors? Because he wants us to. He wants to show us 
uh, his power, his kindness, and his wisdom. And we can gain it with sensory perception. Very important. Hashem is doing this because as we have to notice his love for mankind out of all the different fruits and smells and tastes. Now, the red color of the meat of the watermelon is, a, is an attraction and the taste. And then the designer put a fence. Unbelievable thing. I don't notice. Every fruit has, has a message. But the, the, the watermelon is all red, beautifully red. Then all of a sudden, before you get to the rind, you, get a, you have a green color. It changes colors. Why? Because it's a warning not to eat that part. Because that part can give you a stomach ache. Oh, that's an unbelievable design. Could have gone all the way red, all the way to the end. And then you're going to eat the, you'll eat the, the next part. It'll give you a stomach ache. No, Hashem made the, the watermelon in such a way that it gives you a warning not to go past the part that is not good to eat. And how about all the pits in the watermelon, the seeds in the watermelon? They're seeds. They're slippery. They're slippery. So when you, when you, so you actually shouldn't eat them. It's not really good to eat the, the, the seeds. And when you try to grab them, they slip out of your hand. And in, when they lived in an in agri, agri, agricultural society, it would slip onto the, uh, onto the grass, into the ground, and it would grow another watermelon plant, another watermelon uh, fruit. So, so we are seeing that it's a tov me'od. Everything Hashem made, the world is tov me'od. Now, now, you have to know that Hashem doesn't need anything, much less our gratitude. He only wants us to be reach to reach our, our potential. And, and, and we're his children. And the number one factor in growth is realizing you are in receipt of favors and kindliness. And, 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 and seeing how good it is and feeling the obligation to the giver and trying to repay it. So Hashem, again, he doesn't, we have to have hakaratatu, but he doesn't need this hakaratatu. He is doing it because we're his children. We're b'ni b'chori Yisrael. We're b'chorem kadosh. And he wants us the best. He wants us to be great. So, so he gives us these opportunities in order to show our our uh, gratitude, which is which is the core of greatness. Being showing gratitude, appreciation, and and, and feelings for people that are giving us anything. So. We see our good feeling obligation, and we know David Amelik said, "Ma'ashiv la'Hashem kol takmulu hayai." We said in the Halel, "What can I re- re- return to you, Hashem? He can't. He can't return anything. What can I give you back? He can't give anything back. We do the misfortune. We can't give him any back. But we're showing Hashem that we appreciate our lives, and we show appreciation by doing what? By listening to His commandments. And our parashat Yitro, we have matan Torah. This is the we've been waiting for this for two thousand four hundred forty-eight years." Since the creation of the world, 2,448 years. That's a long time. And it says, Yom Hashishi, that's Shesh Besivan. Shesh Besivan. We're waiting for this Makan Torah. And, and, and without this Torah, the world will be, will go back to Tohu Babo, go to nothingness. Because that's the only reason Hashem created the world was to bring the Torah to the world. And that's a proof that shows us that uh, as great as the creation of the world is, and certainly it's very, very great, the creation of the world is full of it's full of bitachon, it's full of the creation of the world, there's no end. If you see anything that Hashem created, you can look at it forever, and there's no end to the, there's no end to the things you're going to see in that thing. Go take, today, go take an orange, take a look at it, look at it for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, turn it around, turn it upside down, slice it, slice it, how come the juice doesn't fall out of the orange? It's full of orange juice. You slice that orange, and the juice doesn't fall out. This is something you have to notice. You have to notice that it was designed that way. It didn't happen by itself. It was a benevolent, kind design. You slice that orange in half, show it to yourself, show it to your kids tonight. Take an orange, cut it in half. First, tell the kids, you know, take a look. 
take a, a container of orange juice. You see, orange juice is full of the juice of the orange. And that the juice of the orange, it's trapped inside of the orange. Now, if you squeeze that orange, the juice comes out. But how come when you cut the orange in half or in quarters, the juice doesn't fall out of the orange? That's a very big design. It's a big chadush. So the answer is, of course, Hashem designed the orange in such a way that it has cells in the orange, that it's, it's, it's holding on to the juice. And you could even point out and see the cells. It's holding on to the juice because it doesn't want, it doesn't want, Hashem doesn't want you to get it to create such a mess when you open up the orange. If all the juice fell out, it's not going to be pleasant to eat an orange. So that and one million more reasons. But the number one reason is, That's the number one reason that the orange is, the, when you split it in half, the juice don't fall out because Hashem wants you to notice it. That's called emunah choshi. That's shara bechina. This brings, breeds emunah, breeds bitachon. You see that there's God in the world that's all powerful, all kind, and all wise. Even from an orange, from a peanut, from an apple, from pistachio, from anything you can name, natural, you could see by examining it, you'll be able to see all these facets of Hashem. Because He's the maker of the orange. He's the maker of the apple. Now, Now, the emunah, that was pashut to Jews 180 years ago, that our Torah is from Shaman, from Hashem and given to Moshe in heaven, uh, must not be taken for granted today. Now, we, again, we're reliving Matan Torah, Ma'abad HaSinai, and we have to continuously tell the story to, to ourselves, to our children, continuously. Uh, you know, that the Torah came from heaven. From heaven. How could it come from heaven? What's it? But Moshe Rabbeinu went up to heaven and he brought the Torah down from God. Now, again, to us believing Jews is Pashut, but the majority of the Jews in this world, it's not Pashut. The, the conservative, the reform, and after that, it's not Pashut. They can't, they can't swallow it because they can't see it. They can't see something, they don't swallow it. Can they see bacteria in the air? I don't know. If, uh, 100 years ago, they didn't even, uh, the, the science, even the scientists didn't see the bacteria in the air. How about atoms? Can you see atoms? But of course, today, they wouldn't deny that there's atoms in the world or there's bacteria in the air. You wouldn't deny that. And you can't see it. So we certainly can't go by what we can see. You have to know you have to go by what what's in, what you have to know what you could what your mind also uh, perceives. And we're talking about the truths that the mind perceives. So over here, we have a Torah. Our Torah is Emet. Torah was given, as we just said, twenty four hundred and forty eight years ago. And we have a tradition that it was handed down all the way down. And we have Muhammad Har Sinai that was witnessed by at least 3 million Jews. And even the Goyim attest to the Muhammad Har Sinai, whether it's the, uh, the uh, Christians or the Mohammedans, they all have, they all attest to uh, the revelation at, Sinai, at, at Har Sinai by God to Moses and the Jewish people, all of them. So it's this testimony. It's a testimony. It's, a, it's, it's a witnesses, testimony that can't be refuted because it's been handed down and handed down. It's a testimony. That, that never has been, never had been refuted, uh, you know, until I said 180 years ago, where the Jewish people, some people went off, went off the derech and they wanted to go their own way, so they just said, nah, they, they can't hold by that. But we shouldn't, uh, you know, pay attention to that. We just want to mechazek ourselves that Hashem Torah Sibalana Moshe, It's Torah Moshe. That's why Moshe. We have to believe he's the biggest of all the prophets of the world, because and he's the one that in his hand Adiyadeh. Through him, the Torah was was uh, disseminated, was was disseminated, was 
brought down from God to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, let's 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 take the advice of Harambam. Big advice, Harambam, who regarding Muhammad Hasinai, and uh, he he wrote in Igeret Temana. Igeret Temana is a very special uh, uh, compilation, or it's a letter to the Jews of Teman that were uh, being oppressed by the uh, Arabs over there, and they were telling them to convert or die. So they didn't know what to do. So they went out to Rambam for advice. What should we do? Now, the, big, the question was, what, what should be a question? You know, as far as uh, if, if to convert or die by the by the uh, Nutsrim, yeah, you have to give up your life. You have to convert or die by the by the uh, Abu Dazaraz, you got to give up your life. It's Beferush. But the question was, because the uh, the Islam is not considered Abu Dazara. That's the question. They're not Abu Dazara. They don't. They don't worship uh, uh, idols. So, so, so the question is: Should we have to? Are we allowed to convert, or we have to give up our lives? That's the question that they had. And the Rambam gave them a, a, a tremendous etzah uh, uh, and answer, and, and and he saved basically saved the community of the of the Temanim of Yemen. In fact, they owe their lives to Rambam, and they showed their hakarata tov by they go uh, solely by the Mishneh Torah of the Rambam for their laws. Even over the Shulchan Aruch. So now, in this Igeret, Teman, the Rambam says that the Mamad Har Sinai, this scene of the giving of the, the revelation on Har Sinai, we have to quote, Godleu al kol yedula. And the rabbi would say, aggrandize it more than anything you have, than, than any, any other scene. So that Mahmoud Hasina, you have to make a big deal out of it. You have to make a big scene out of it, a big picture. The Kuzari, the Biudah Levi, would tell us that you have to make pictures, tziurim, pictures in your mind. And those pictures stay with us forever. You can't get them out. It's in your hard drive on your, of your mind. So it behooves us to make good pictures all the time. Make a good picture of your rabbi, your mother, your father, grandparents. Good picture of somebody doing big sadiq doing this vote or doing the you know doing chesed. Get those pictures stuck in your mind. Good pictures, and those pictures will stay with you forever. Can't get them out, so make sure you got good pictures in there. And those pictures include what you hear and what you see and what you smell too. Those included in the pictures. So so over here we're trying to get this picture of Mahmoud Hasinai. When you get this picture, by the way, you're doing a mitzvah of the zakharta. Of remembering Har Sinai, Mizvah of Zechira. You have a Mizvah to remember Mahmad Har Sinai. That's an easy one to do. You could do it anywhere you are, any time of day. Mizvah Zechira, Vizachatat Haman, remember the Man, Vizachatat Shabbat, remember the Shabbat. You can remember this 10 Zechirot that it says by those those uh, items that you should remember. And the big one is Havad Yetzirah Mitzrayim, remember Yetzirah Mitzrayim. So you walk in the street, say, I remember Yetzirah Mitzrayim. Now you weren't there, but there's enough uh, pictures in the in the in the in the humash of of the especially the last few parashiyot of the shabud of the suffering the Jewish people had in Mitzrayim and how and how Hashem brought ten plagues on the Egyptians and that's a big that's a big scene. And how about last week when he split the sea and all the Egyptians were, were, were all killed in the sea? Baruch Hashem, they were killed. Hashem took retribution out on our enemies. Don't feel squeamish now. Don't feel bad about them. Those were all murderers. They were Nazis. They were killers. And Hashem takes revenge out on the wicked. That's right. We say, we say 
אין נקמות, אין... הנשא שופט ההשב גמור על גאים. So when we see that Hashem does that, we get very, very happy. And over here, certainly in the, in the uh, splitting of the sea, Hashem did such a thing, and we have to realize it. So over here, we're getting this picture of Mahmoud And you have to know the Torah itself is giving us a lot of pictures of this Mahmoud a lot of pictures. And it says a few things. Let's see. Uh, For example, for example, it, it, it does it, it, it brings pictures of thunder and lightning and smoke and anan kavid meod and a big heavy cloud. And how about the shofar is blowing like crazy? All of these things are happening. And in order to embed this 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 scene in, in the in the minds of the Jewish nation forever. So this is this is uh, the plan of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and so and we have to we have to uh, make sure that that Hashem doesn't waste His plan. That we think about the Mamad Har Sinai. So let's put this great thought of Emunah of Har Sinai. Let let us put it into practice. That Hashem is giving us the Torah. Hashem is, is giving us His Torah thoughts in in our minds today, and will be with us and our children forever. So Hashem is always thinking about Matan Torah. He's always thinking about Abraham Abinu, always thinking about Moshe Rabbeinu. He's always thinking about these things. It's a constant thing with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and we can think like Hashem. That's the whole idea. The halachta bedrachav is to think like Hashem, to think what Hashem is thinking, and He's thinking these thoughts. So right now we're thinking of Mahamad Har Sinai, that Moshe Rabbeinu got the Torah from Shamayim, and he came down from the mountain, and he gave it to the Jewish people. And what did they hear? Anochi Hashem Eloheicha. Those are the first two. They all heard the first two. Now the Jewish people couldn't handle it. They 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 fainted and they died. And then Hashem made him and he brought them back to life again. So they told Moses, please, don't please you tell us. Don't let Hashem talk to us directly. We can't handle it. We're not on that level. We don't want it's not we don't want to die again and come back to life again. Just Please, you tell us. We, we, we tell, let Hashem talk to you, and you tell us. And that's what happened. The other eight, other eight of the Aseret Berot. Now, Shlomo, Shlomo Hamelech tells us in Mishle that we need stratagems. Tachbulot ta'aselecha milchama. Tachbulot stratagems, plans, and there are no end to the good strategies we can have to grow. For example, when you leave your house, the kishim mezuzah, and you say. I love you, Hashem. It's a great strategy. You're, you're performing a mitzvah, and you're strengthening your love for and you're strengthening your love for Hashem because you are performing an action. Your outward action is bestirring, it's strengthening, it's awakening your inward feelings. That's a matter of gravity. That's where people work. So by, 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 by performing this action, then you will... Um, Strengthen your uh, yourself inside, and and uh, when we see Jews in the street, another strategy: we we see them and we give them berachot. We say, "Oh, look at these beautiful Jews! They should have long life. 
good health, good children. This is of Matantura into our brain. So one strategy is great strategy on Monday, Thursday, and Shabbat, and Rosh Chodesh, holidays. Whenever the Torah is brought out of the Aron Kodesh, stop and think and put that picture in your mind. Whoa, what a picture. The picture is you're standing on Har Sinai. That's where you're standing. Now they're bringing, the, you're, they're bringing it out from the, uh, from the Aron Kodesh and you're standing on Har Sinai. And um, and when you see that, you're getting that picture that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is getting the Torah from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that's a picture you have in your mind. That, now you're on. Now you're now you're now you're now you're, now you're playing with the fire, and. And, and Hashem's giving Moshe the Torah, and he's showing it to Kalal Yisrael. That's what you're doing. And he's bringing it down the mountain. And you are now accepting the Torah. And Hashem, you're reenacting the whole Mamad HaSinai every time they bring the Torah out from the Aron. And that's a great picture. That's Emunah Hushit. You could do that every time, and it's a, it's a great thing to do. The Torah... Teach it, to, teach it to yourself, teach it to your family, to your families. And, you know, the Jewish nation, the Jewish nation encamped. Now, they encamped around the heart, like one person with one mind. The lev is the mind. Now, it says, they encamped like one person. It should say, why does it say, Because Torah is telling us that it's that achdut, it's the achdut that the Jewish people had, that's what brought down the Torah in Hashemayim. When Hashem sees all these Jews together with one mind, with love, that love of the Jewish people is what brought the uh, the Yeshua, brings the Yeshua, brings the uh, Torah. Actually, Hashem sees that. He, 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 that's what He wants. And we just came out of Mitzrayim, out of slavery. We saw the Ten Makot, we went through the Yamsuf, and the, um, we see how we have the, the Esh, the Anan, Ananek Havod, and with all this, Hashem still, still, with all this, Hashem still was concealed. He was concealed because He created different Tachbulot, um, um, whether it was the stick or the, or the wind, he, was all con he still concealed Himself a little bit, so He wouldn't have an open, open miracle. And that's, so, so, so this is a, uh, or kasama, Hashem covers himself like a like a cloak. Or he covers himself with the light like a sama. So then sometimes we could see him. Or But sometimes he's behind the heavens like a like a uh, curtain rod. You can't see him at all. But now Hashem takes the cloak off. Over here by by Matan Torah, he takes that cloak off completely, and he's not hiding at all. And he says. The most precious three words in the world. Anochi Hashem Elohecha. He says, Anochi, I'm the one 
I'm the one that took you out of Mitzrayim. Over here, this is the mitzvah of Hakarat Tov. If somebody should ask you, where do we see Beferush mitzvah in our Torah that you have to have Hakarat Tov? Now, of course, it's a mitzvah midot tovot and uh, a mitzvah of character, but over here, the rabbi is pointing out that this is the mitzvah. Hashem is saying, the first thing I want you to know, you have a mitzvah that I took you out of Mitzvah. I'm the one that took you out of Mitzvah, and you owe me. Hashem is telling you, you owe me. You owe me everything. You owe me your life. Why? Because that's what Hashem is, 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 is telling us. That so, so Hashem is giving us the opportunity to have this, to hone this midah, to, to, to sharpen this midah up, and to show this midah of hakarat tov. And, and, and therefore, then Hashem is able to give us mizvot. And next week's parasha is going to give us a lot, maybe 50 mizvot, parasha mishpatim. And eventually 613 mizvot. Because it all stems from, once we have that understanding that we owe, we have hakarat tov. We say, I am bent over, I am humbled with all of the good that you've been giving me, Hashem. All of the light, all of the food, all of the air, all of the mother, father, sisters, the brothers, the wife, the children. It's humbling me over. I'm bent over, like you say in the Amidah, Baruch. When you say a Baruch, very important thing, stratagem in Baruch. You bend, bend your back. Baruch means Birkaim. Birkaim means bend your, bend your knees. You bend over and say, Baruch, hold it down. Hold it down a little bit and feel that there's a great weight on your back. That's the strategy. There's a great weight of all the Beracha, all of the blessings that you've been getting, that's, that's sitting on your back. Because it's not for free, but you have to you want to want to admit that you got it. Number one, you want to admit I got a lot of stuff over here. I got a lot of things over here. I got a lot of blessing over here. How about the fact that you were born Jewish? Can you pay can you pay back for that? Can you pay back? How are you gonna pay back for that? You hit you hit the super duper trillion jackpot. You were born Jewish. Unbelievable. One out of a I don't know, one out of a billion. You were born Jewish. And what zechut do you have? Nobody knows. Maybe your neshama had a zechut somewhere along the line. Of course, we have Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, but we have to have, to have that when you bend your back and say, I want to thank you for everything. I was born Jewish. I was born in America, a free country. Right? I can go to shul. I can go to school. I can go learn Torah. I can go uh, where my tzitzit at if I want to. Whatever I want to do. I can wear yarmulke all day long if I want to. I don't know. In other countries, they, they, they can't do it so, so freely. They can't do that so freely. There's anti-Semitism out there, even though there is over, over here too, but not like that, not like they have out there. So we are showing our hakarata, so we're bending our back, and we're saying, Baruch, I owe you everything. I, I, I am humbled in gratitude. That's what we got. That's what Rabbi said it. I'm humbled in gratitude, and I'm in debt. I'm in terrific debt, and I owe you. Ata Hashem, you, it came from you, Hashem. Baruch, Ata, it's all from you. And... And I gotta, and I gotta, I gotta try to pay you back anyway. How? Six hundred thirteen ways. You got six hundred thirteen opportunities to pay Hashem back by doing His own will. All you gotta do is His will. Start one at a time. And every time you do that, you get, you get money in the bank on top of it. You're getting zakhar. You're getting olamaba. So you're paying your way, and you're getting points and reward for every time you, you're doing Hashem's will, and you're showing, and you're, and you're developing your character trait up. Akaratatov, gratitude and appreciation. That's the Anochi. Anochi Hashem Elohech. I am the one that took you out of Egypt. Elokecha means exclusively yours. But before we say that, I want to get to the word Hashem. Hashem is Yudke Babke. That's Hayahobebe. That's the special name of Hashem, of, of Rahamim, 
special name of Hashem Elokei Israel. Yudke Babke is God, the God of Israel. Now Hashem is, is, runs the whole world, certainly. And he runs a blade of grass, of course. But when we say Hashem, Hashem is Hashem Elokei Israel exclusively. Who Hashem Elokeinu? He's Hashem, our Hashem. In all of the world are his judgments. In, in what capacity? In the capacity of Hashem Elokeinu, of, of our Hashem. Now again, Hashem, the word Hashem is the, Rabbi would say it's the most, it's the most unbelievable, and that's the one word, unbelievable word in the whole wide world, the deepest, the most wonderful, the most word in the world, Hashem. And the word Hashem, as we said, it's Hayahu He is, was, and will be. But it's inclusive of that is forever. Hashem means is forever. And forever means Olam So over here we're seeing, Rabbi Miller is stating over here that, you know, in, in our Torah it doesn't say wide open Olam There's only hints for Olam But Rabbi Miller is saying no. When the word Hashem is stated over here, that's inclusive of you have to believe in Olam That's a chidush, but it's a good chidush to have in your head. So actually when you even say, when I say, Let's say Yeshima Yisrael Hashem Elokim Hashem Echad. So now you say Baruch Shem Kibur Magotol Leolam Ba'ed, and you have you could say have a couple of uh, after you said that you could say Enu and Melebado. You have Lishuat Chakibiti Hashem. I have hope for everything, and then you could say I believe in Olam Haba. This Shema is also an, an attesting. It's a it's a it's a testimony when you say Hashem Elokim Hashem. I, it's a, it's a, also an affirmation that I believe in Olam Haba. Good thing to do. It's a good strategy. Now, Aser Debirot, 13.613, there's two kinds of mitzvot. You have Ben Adam Lamakom, between you and your fellow and Hashem, and you have you and your fellow men. And the first mitzvah is Ben Adam. First mitzvah Ben Adam Lachavero, in the Ten Commandments, is honor your mother and your father. Notice that it was put on this, it was plan, it was the plan of Hashem that we are born helpless. That's a big thing to notice. A kid is born helpless. He can't walk, he can't talk, can't eat, can't nothing. He can't do anything. He's helpless. But that's a plan. We have to notice it. This kid could have born ready to roll. He could have born with his uh, tennis sneakers on, with his basketball sneakers on. He could have been born that way. could have been born ready to walk, ready to see, ready to talk. But a baby is helpless. What's the plan over here? A big plan. So you have to know. On the other side, Adam Arishon was born in a mature, as a mature man. He had teeth. He had uh, eye, eyelashes. He had... Uh, Everything. Abdam was a full, full-blown man, like a, like a 20-year-old man, born full. He wasn't born as a baby, a little bit baby, uh, to, to grow that way. No. no. And the world also was born, was made a full-blown world. And the rabbits were all blown, made full-blown rabbits. All over, not one rabbit, and they gave birth to many rabbits. They were born all asui. The world was made asui. He didn't make a sapling, a seed, and then the trees, trees were made. No, he made a, a world with trees on it. And that's our, that's our hashkafa. Why? Why? So why was man born helpless? And we have to be fed and, uh, and, and diapered and all that kind of stuff. Why? In order that we can be undeniably beholding to our parents who did everything for us. That's, that's a tremendous idea. So we're born, born helpless to put a certain uh, uh, understanding inside of us that we owe our parents everything. That we have hakarat to talk to our parents that we couldn't do anything without them. They did everything for us. They taught us how to walk, how to talk, how to do everything because we were born helpless. We had no teeth. We had no teeth even to eat. So the, the mother suckled the baby and coddled the baby until the baby 
grew up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then finally, the baby has to know, hey, I owe everything to my mommy, to my daddy. I owe everything. And that's, that's why Hashem created the baby helpless. Now think about that. It's a very important thought that most people don't understand, don't know. But this is it. And when we see and we show our gratitude to them, and we show that we can be grateful to Hashem. Ah, so the idea is that Hashem is giving, is training us to, to be grateful to flesh and blood, to our parents. And then we could possibly be grateful to somebody we can't see. Hashem does everything for us, but you can't see Him. He doesn't talk to you directly. He talks indirectly. Can you see Hashem? When's the last time? You can see what He makes. You can see what He does. You can see how He acts. You can see His wonders in the world, but you can't see Hashem. So Hashem gives us somebody we can see. That's our mother and father. And this is our model for Hashem. That's why it's put on the side of it's put on the side of Ben Adam Lemakom. And when you honor your mother and father, it's no no less than honoring Hashem. And every person has three parts to them. He has Hashem, mother and father, and um, your mother, you have your mother, your father, and Hashem. So all those are the partners in in a person. And uh, and and but now when we study this, we see that Hashem had that plan. That's why he didn't create us uh, ready to roll, full blown men, so we could be owing, we can know that we owe our mother and father and they are a model for Hashem. Of course, they are who they are. We have to, we owe them everything. And then we can have a little bit of a, an understanding that that we we owe Hashem who we can't see. So we see Now, now we know we we're, we're saying over here that uh, that we have mitzvot ben adam lachaveru ben adam lakom. Now, know that most of the Torah is between you and your fellow man, and most of when the the Ten Commandments we just said six out of uh, ten are between you and the fellow man. Although the one between you and your parents are a bridge between you and God and you and your fellow man. So, question is, how come? So we see that the foundation of serving Hashem are the mitzvot between us and our fellow Jews. That's the foundation of the of serving Hashem. It gives us all these people in the world, all these Jews in the world, to to develop our character, to be able to keep to to not answer back, to keep quiet, to exhibit kindness, to all these things to, to our fellow our fellow Jews, and then that develops us to, in order to serve Hashem. The Gemara tells us about the goy who came to Hillel to convert. On one foot, he said, "Convert me on one foot." And Hillel said, "Pick up your foot and let's go." So Hillel told him the following: "He said, this is the foundation of Torah. What's hateful to you, don't do to your fellow man. The rest of the Torah is explanation." Zil Gimor. What about the mitzvot ben Adam Hashem? The question is, well, you just told him ben Adam lachaveru. What about ben Adam lamakom? What about Shabbat, Kashrut, and all other mitzvot of? Of 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 uh, between you and Hashem, you have a uh, Yom Kippur, fasting, praying, tefillin. So many mitzvot we have. Ben Adam Lamakom. What about us? So Rashi says no. We go according to the majority. The majority mitzvot, the chedush is that the majority majority of the mitzvot in the Torah is Ben Adam lechavero between men and his fellow men. Don't steal. Be kind. Don't uh, don't don't uh, don't uh, hurt your fellow men. Don't give them any injuries. Uh, give them loans if they need it. Give them a smile. All these mitzvot between you and your fellow men, that's the majority of the Torah, says Rashi. And, and, 
and therefore we go according to the majority, and that would be the majority of the Torah. Therefore, Hillel was saying, "Let's we're going now to the majority. The rest we're going to go learn." A person can only be truly uh, loyal and grateful, and and patient of Hashem only when he learns to be loyal, grateful, and patient with his fellow men. So that's the sounding board. That's where he he gets the training. You want to be patient with Hashem? You got to be patient with your wife, patient with your parents, patient with your fellow men, grateful, so and so forth. As one behaves towards his fellow men, so does he behave towards Hashem. And we have a big mitzvah of That's Sanui. Reacha means your best friend. So we're now going to connect the love of your fellow men to love of Hashem. So who's your best friend? Reacha is Hashem. He's he's your best friend. So. When you love your fellow man, you also you're loving Reacha is not only your fellow man, it's also Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So all the mitzvot between Adam and Chaberu are really being Adam are also Ben Adam Lamakom, since Hashem commanded them. So if a person does a Abera uh, Chas Shalom, if he uh, if he doesn't put on if he doesn't put on tefillin, does an Abera. If he eats unkosher, he does an Abera. He has to make one teshuba. He has to make teshuba to Hashem because that means that. He, he had made a transgression against God. He didn't make a tr- tr- transgression against Jack. So that's one, he has to make one teshuba. But if a person, Hasper Shalom, he uh, hurt his fellow man, maybe he um, broke his fellow man's uh, window, even by mistake. He broke his window, he has to make teshuba, he has to replace it. He has to make teshuba to his fellow man. And he has to make teshuba to Hashem that he hurt his fellow man's property because Hashem commanded him not to do such a thing. So if he only made Teshuvah to the fellow man, then he's lacking. He didn't make Teshuvah to Hashem. And if he only made Teshuvah to Hashem, then it's certainly not a full Teshuvah because he didn't make Teshuvah to his fellow man. And he didn't make restitution either. So we have to know that the Mitzvot and Adam Lechavirot from that aspect can be looked at as being more strict than the Mitzvot and Adam Lamakom. And finally... We'll say that uh, we're talking again about the Matan Torah, and we know that Rabbi Sajid Gaon he was able to uh, derive all 613 mitzvot from the ten, from the Eser de Berot. So over here, the rabbi, the rabbi is saying, in uh, quoting from his book, he says, "Derech your mother and father." He says, "Quote Derech Eretz," which means proper character traits and decent conduct is the foundation upon which the entire Torah stands. Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. The Torah is based on gemirut chasadim, gratitude towards the Creator. However, gratitude towards parents is the first and most obvious that a child learns. In fact, the rabbi used to tell the story because there was a guy, let's say in his shul, that that he 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 was a, fancy himself like Hasi. He was shaking and shaking in the amidah, shaking. Now the rabbi didn't care for shakers unless he had he was he liked thinkers, not shakers. But he was shaking a lot, whether he had anything in his head or not, we don't know. But after he did all that shaking, then he went home. His mother told him, said, Yaakov, can you help me in the backyard? I want to clear up the backyard. And the kid told him, Mom, I'm, I can't help you right now. I'm, I'm too busy. So the rabbi said, this guy here, all that shaking, you could flush it down the toilet. If he can't, if he doesn't uh, honor his, show gratitude and honor his mother, how could he think he could show gratitude and honor Hashem? He can't even see Hashem. At least his mother, he could see her. So this boy who's thinking he's such a, you know, such a pious man, he has to know that the first um, first uh, uh, piety is between your parents and the ones that did things directly for you. And then, maybe then you could be pious towards God or you can't even see him.
He brings another example of a guy that uh, that uh, same Birkat Amazona. Birkat Amazona is from the from the Torah. That's a, 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 a biblical commandment. And this guy is saying the Birkat Amazona with a lot of kavanah, and he's shaking up and down. It's even more it's even more uh, uh, stringent than the Amidah. Amidah, not a commandment from the Torah. So he's shaking a lot and, 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 and taking his time, which is very, very good. But one thing he forgot, he forgot to thank the host of the, and the hostess for the meal. He's thanking Hashem for the meal, but he didn't thank the host and the hostess for the meal. His Rabbi said his Berkat Amazon was zero. He's zero because he, he really is not thanking. If he can't thank flesh and blood for the meal, how can he thank uh, Hashem that he can't even see him for the meal? That's a bluff. So that's the, we have to realize that that, uh, that these models for us are something that we have to take very seriously. And we we're talking about your mother and father as models for our for our for our character. And in addition, the parents are the teachers of fundamental decency of character and of behavior. By honoring the parents, children are enabled to gain the essential the essential basic requirements which are needed for those that aspire to become successful servants of Hashem by learning from their parents. The parents are also the first and most influential teachers of Yirat Shamayim and loyalty to Torah, to the to his Torah and love for one's people. That's the biggest the model you're gonna to have to the parents. That's why the, the parents have to give a good model to their children of this this type of thing because the, the children the children are learning mostly from the parents, even more than the schools or the they're, they're looking up to the to the model of their parents and the parents should realize that certainly and 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 produce produce excellent models for their children and here over here in our, in our parasha we begin, here begins the major part of the tenth dicta that's the asera de berot which is also the major part of the torah the laws of behavior towards our fellow man that's the major part of the torah honoring parents is the beginning of the career of proper conduct towards one fellow man and that's the sixth of the Aser de Birot. I'm sorry it's the fifth one two three four five it's the fifth one and and that is the beginning and the fifth going all the way down to the end that's between man and a fellow man and that's the major it's also follows the rabbi's telling it's the major part of the Torah now he says that which is disliked by you don't do to your fellow man and this is the entire Torah and the rest is commentary and we learned that we learned that from Hillel, as we said already. It's the majority of the mitzvot. Therefore, the majority of the ten Aser Devirot is concerning the conduct towards one and his fellow man. This begins with your parents who've done everything from you. So let's make it our business to remember, make that picture in our minds of of Mahmad Har Sinai. says the Rambam. Agrandize it, make it great. You go to shul. See the Torah coming out. Think that you're standing on Har Sinai. Tell, nudge the guys sitting next to you. Say, look, point to it. Say, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. He's bringing, down, bringing down the sefer. And the guy will chuckle the first time. The second time he's going to tell you, he's going to, he's going to tell you, Sam, look at that guy over there. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. He's bringing down the sefer. You say, yes, he is. He's bringing down the sefer. So sometimes the rabbi would say in his, in his wit, he would say, sounds silly. So be silly. It pays to be silly sometimes. Okay, have a great day. Bye.